Hello. You've got a mouthful of biscuit. Mm, That's very delicious rude. biscuit. Well, mm, that, that mm. makes a mockery of what else we're having today because to drink we're having prana. Prana. <laughs> but if you if you're mockery. eating biscuit at the same time, it rather you know limits the effect of the pure. All you need is prana and biscuits. That's my argument. All you need to live is prana and biscuits. (laughs) Everything else is a lie. You don't need food or water, just biscuits and prana. And prana. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. The Ayurvedic mystery has been solved. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) uh, During Eucharist, they would eat a lot of biscuits. Yes. As it turns out. What's the topic today? You're, You're in charge of the topic today. The topic today is... Is it finally time to say a fond farewell to the sell-by date? There we go. I like the way it was elaborated, so it's really difficult for me to type yeah. up when I put it on. And the the, it sounds like a fatuous topic, and John said, but that's come out of nowhere. But actually, we actually had the argument before we recorded, and it can't actually be a rational argument that can be held for quite some time. So A furious that, argument. So that's what we're not discussing today. Um... What we are discussing, however, is the weather, and in particular, the clothes one wears in the weather. I have no time for Mr. Walker, who puts about 20 different coatings on him when he goes out. And yet, this is the same man who refuses to allow one to use an umbrella, arguing arguing that, oh, it's just a bit of water, you can cope. Frankly, I say, oh, it's just a bit of cold air, you can cope. You are somewhat missing the entire point of my anti-umbrella stance. Which is, it's very difficult for me to poke someone's eye out with my jumper. <laughs> I'd have to go to quite a lot of effort to do that. That zipper is quite a big toggle on it. and That's that, true. That could, could be annoying. Child. Could kill a child. <laughs> yes. Um, so, no, let's, let's it's, argue the case, please, because I think that... It's cold. I like to be cold, but I also don't like to shiver. You were very... When we walked back from the shop in just your thin t-shirt that you're wearing, mm-hmm. you were walking very quickly because you were very cold. It is. It's minus three, and I was wearing a t-shirt, but then mm-hmm. I said, well, that means I'll just walk more quickly. Precisely. I have ways of regulating it. I walk more quickly, and I Whereas get I had goosebumps. A, I didn't put my coat on. I had a jumper. You're eating more biscuits with your prana. <laughs> yeah. One more biscuit. Mm-hmm. Um, I put my jumper on, and mm-hmm. I put my scarf on, and my hat. It seems unnecessary for a three-minute walk to the studio shop. <laughs> That's true. I love that we have a dedicated shop for our studio. Maybe rather than putting on your coat and scarf, you should instead um, get them to build an underground passageway to our studio shop, thereby obviating the need to put on such clothing. That's that's a good plan. I'll get right onto that. What are you doing now? Well, you asked us to go through my form spring questions in this edition. We'll do that next week. No, you wanted to do it this week. Okay. Well, you've got some extra... Next week it's going to be our Christmas special. (laughs) Yeah. With jingle bells and... Batman smells all the way through it. Why does Batman smell? Because Robin flew away. Did Robin... No, Robin flew away because Batman smells, actually. I was, I was You got lying. the cause and the effect wrong. I did. No more biscuit eating, please. Nom, 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 nom. Cookie. Mmm, cookie. So, so then there's this, there's this thing called form stream where people ask you questions often anonymously mm-hmm. and you've been avoiding answering them for the last eight years and you That's have right. some questions backed up which we will answer, I've both of us will answer as if they were asked of both of us. I've only answered two, uh, 2,200 questions. Mm. That's all. Mm. And that, so I'm leaving it a couple of weeks before answering them now just because otherwise it takes over my entire life. 2,200 questions. I think I've been asked now as many questions as a celebrity doing the rounds for a couple of weeks of publicity for their new book. Yes. And you see you're already becoming brattish about it. And what have I gained? Nothing. 
you have. You've gained the experience of answering 2,000 questions. Now, if anybody interrogates you, mm-hmm. you'll never stumble. That's true. Go on, let's, let's test this out. Interrogate me. Okay. What did you do with her body? I buried it in the, I mean, uh, what body? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is they am pretty good. When did you stop beating your wife? That's a good question. It is a good question. When she was... There was nothing left of her bloody pulp mess of a body to hit. <laughs> Fair enough. Huh. And let's hear what the actual question is then. Okay. Oh, this isn't a question. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Thanks for the advice on netbooks. Uh-huh. That's nice. I have a huge problem with procrastination. Mm-hmm. As a freelance, it could surely be the death of you. Mm-hmm. Is it a problem? Any advice? Procrastination is a problem. However, I think that if you try and believe that you're the sort of person who can train yourself out of procrastination, you're probably incorrect. So what you should do is you should allow yourself the procrastination, but just keep it well trimmed like a hedge. I, my answer to this question would have been, if, I'd, if I answer this online, which I probably will, the question answer will be, uh, hello. Hmm. Because filling in form spring is pure procrastination. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes, I procrastinate constantly. So you, I can't. I think it's necessary. I, it's, I think necessary. it's necessary. I mean, it's part because that's when your brain's doing actually doing the work, mm-hmm. and, the, and the actual typing of the answer or whatever is is just the mechanistic output of the work that's already been done. It's a bit like calling your hard drive procrastinating when it dry when it goes. Grr, 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 grr. It's not. It's busy. I, I I write entire paragraphs of reviews and like, come up with concepts for reviews and stuff while I'm playing the game or while I'm driving my car. And then it's a case of almost just um, uh, taking dictation by the time I'm coming mm. to write the article. Yeah, exactly. So I do a lot of, while I'm procrastinating, I'm working, doing a lot of the creative stuff. Which sounds like an excuse, but is bizarrely true. Procrastinating is important, but everybody knows that. Who was the biggest procrastinator? Of course, Douglas Adams, apparently. Mm-hmm. When he would yes. find every reason not to mm-hmm. write a sentence of his book. Yes. And yet he wrote fairly acceptable books plus, for teenage boys. Plus I've deliberately... Create, chosen a job in which I'm allowed to and have time to procrastinate so yes. you know I've made it so I can have time to do that yes. I can't when I've worked in the offices on the magazines and things when you're not allowed to procrastinate because you're supposed to be generating content now well let's not call it, it, it well it's ridiculous to call it procrastination all it is is you know thinking being just musing right? mucking around watching a TV your, show your brain's still doing reading stuff. websites yeah. yeah and that's fine I've made sure that my life is there's room to cater for that so mm. you know Procrastination is important, I think, and anybody who doesn't procrastinate is probably a very dangerous person. Probably Hitler. Probably Hitler. The sort of people who don't procrastinate are Stalin, Hitler. At least a high-level sociopath. Yeah, uh, well, it is basically because it effectively means that you're so monomaniacal that there's got to be a worry. Yep. So, hooray for procrastinators. Hooray! And everybody who isn't is Hitler. Amen. Mm-hmm. People hate it when we do it this way, but I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Recently spotted journalist journey the Eye of Odin on D Direct to Drive, a documentary about journalists in the medium of hidden objects and almost certainly rubbish. Mm-hmm. So crying out for John Walker's impressions on Rock Paper Shotgun, don't you think? Yes, that sounds like a good idea. I shouldn't bother reading that out, really. Well, go on there. Tell me. What, do you mean, what does that me? mean? I haven't played it. What is that? I have no idea, but it's a, a bad hidden object game. They're always fun to. When to you say a hidden object games. game, oh, okay, right. So imagine a point-and-click adventure. With like Sierra, like King's Quest. Yes, okay, I'm imagining King's all Quest. All the point taken out. So what they what you have is a, a cluttered scene, mm-hmm. and a list of objects you have to find in that cluttered scene. Like it says, find a banana. Yes, and so you okay. have to find the banana. Now the good ones, which tend to be made by a company called Spintop, um, are there some other Pop good cap, ones? You mean? No, Spintop. You make them for Popcap and for Big a Big Fish. Make some good ones as well. Mm. Um, 
the great ones where they very cleverly hide things. So things are the wrong size. Which, so you can have the banana can be four foot high resting against a bookcase and your brain refuses to see it because it's the wrong shape and the wrong size. And so they're very clever at hiding stuff. And some of them actually, I find them quite entertaining to play. But bad ones are atrociously bad. It's a, I think the problem with the hidden object game is it's, it's such a, a narrow band of, be, of yeah. being good enough yeah. to be worthwhile that it's yeah. incredibly hard to get it right. Yeah. And if you get it wrong, it's it sounds, as awful as the whole like concept sounds. It sounds like there, there is limited scope there. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know that such a genre existed, per se. What do you think about hugging, Nick? You got a new message on your phone, by the way. I don't know if that matters. No, it doesn't. I I've never hugged you. No, I don't think we've ever hugged. Although, not even at your wedding. Although you've hugged, well, I wouldn't have hugged you at my wedding because oh. you were wearing a disgusting t-shirt. I wasn't you, wearing a t-shirt. You were. It's funny. I was. Looking, was under my shirt. I was looking for all the wedding snaps to find the photographic evidence, and yes. there's not one shot of you. It's as well, if, there you go. There's everybody photos. else. There's photos of, but not you. I don't know how you managed to dodge out of all the photos. That's. Per- I took a lovely photo of you and Victoria coming out of the church. The church. <laughs> the church, not the church. What was it? The registry office. Yes. Sorry. So, so the um... <sighs> hugging. Hugging, hugging is. is do you, who, you say you want to say who you have seen me hug? Uh, well, you, you've hugged my wife. Yes. You. I don't think you've hugged Laura. No, um, no, we're not married. You've hugged. You hug your cat a lot. Uh-huh. I know you consider yourself a very huggy person. Well, I, I don't so much consider myself as I do tend to hug. I like hugging. You like hugging, mm. and there are other people who don't. Hmm. You're, I don't imagine that you're a very huggy person, um, to, other than your wife. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's it, it's usually unnecessary. Right, I think it's nice. I have male friends whom I hug. Um, Do they like it all? Yes, or, yes. Or some of them a bit flinchy. No, no, no. I never in, with male friends. I never uh, don't give them option. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I thought, I, you, I thought you disapproved of break. <laughs> never. <laughs> I was thinking this week our audience or listener <laughs> no, joke really is actually quite not a joke anymore. Yes. Um, the Though with with men, I don't tend to be the first one to initiate the hug because right. men don't like to be hugged. But when the other men acknowledge they're in a hug situation, and then do you do then you do the no, I pat, don't. Pat, I do. pat pat on the back to show you're not. gay I get patted, but I don't pat um, to show that you're not gay, though. But I am, so oh, I don't. Yeah. No, I love to hug properly, and I think men deserve to be hugged properly. And when they get patted, I think it's really sad. Um, you're hitting the thing. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. No gay. <laughs> so I'll slap no the gay, gay out of you. <laughs> you slap the gay out of me. We'll both be fine. Yes, pat- but I don't like that. I like to t- give someone a proper hold. A, a bear hug. Them. Well, not a bear hug because I think that can become painful. Do you have you ever inflicted a painful hug on somebody? Yes, on purpose though. Who? My girlfriend. See, no comment. <laughs> right. <laughs> Next. That was. A, I haven't read the really question out, but it's about hugging. It's good to just be inspired by topics. Well, hugging. I don't know. I mean, I know. I also, I hug my baby, but she doesn't like being hugged very much. No. It's quite funny. She sort of. She 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 doesn't complain, but she sort of. She gets this weary sort of half a smile, half annoyed look on her face. And she just, <laughs> just pushes pushes you away while she tries to grasp something from the mantelpiece uh-huh. or something. So that sounds like my cat. Yeah, yes. probably is a bit like your cat. Yes. Um, but she her her claws aren't as long as we cut them but people uh, people have commented on a number of occasions throughout different areas of my life that I'm very good at hugging are you? so I'll take the compliment I'll, well, take, I'll... I'll take the fact that I probably am okay um, w- did you hug the Monty Python no I didn't I, well, kind you of. tempted to though no I didn't try to but we did the whole posing for a photo thing so I had my they had their arms around me so I had my hands on the smalls of their back because otherwise you're just standing with your arms by your side feeling like a weirdo and I felt am I allowed to touch these two people who really ought to do with well, my you were arms touching that cloth you're a touching cloth, to be fair. Touching, very much so, yes. 
Do you enjoy touching their backs? No. Why not? Because it, was it feels a bit, sort of warm it and clammy. Awkward. Mm. No, there wasn't any clamminess. It was a very cold day, oh. and we were in the Tower of Tower Bridge of Ta- they Towers sm- of Tower Bridge. Did they smell? No. It wasn't a distinct aroma. It wasn't an old man smell. No. no the mothballs. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. No, they didn't smell. <laughs> or, or indeed a wee. <laughs> Terry Jones did not smell of wee. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> yes. Rest assured, fans. <laughs> That's good news. Have you ever made pulled pork? No. Have, have you not? Have you? Yes. Well, no, you go on about that bloody restaurant in San Francisco or Chicago or something. Oh, you've been wh- telephoned now. Where you have the best pulled pork sandwich. And um, I wondered what you were... where this was. It was Chicago, wasn't it? No, it was. I no, I didn't. I said I had a really. You are. You were in LA, and you asked me for any recommendations. And I said there's this one particular place where I got a very good pulled pork sandwich. Did you try it? No. No. Well, there you go. It was just particularly good pulled pork sandwich. They, made, they were apparently they're famous for it. I just lucked upon it. Right. Um, I love making pulled pork. My housemate taught me how to do it. So you enjoy pulling pork? Very much so. Right. I like to get a big bit of pork and then tug on it. Okay. Fair enough. No, it's lovely. You just get a big, nice joint, preferably a, a boneless joint. Uh-huh. And if you do, but don't don't make the mistake of getting those horrible um, ones with stuffing down the middle because it just doesn't just ruins everything. Right. You want to get a nice bit, but you don't want to get a bit which just laced with oh, fat. Can you pull any other meat? You can. Uh, you can. I think you can. Um, I'm sure you can pull lamb. Oh. You can. I think you can choke a chicken. Yes. So there's that. Yes. Um, or, 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 or. So sometimes you do, some meats you don't have to pull. Um, you can actually hit them and to tenderise them with, with hammers and so on. I mean, certainly you, you can bash a bishop. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So that. It makes a good, good sound. make any sense. Make a good sandwich. Bash a bishop sandwich. <laughs> bash a bishop, yes. Or if you masturbate. That, not so good for sandwiches, no, though. No, not. Because it could be unhygienic no. and unpleasantly brackish. I'm sure we've, we've had a number of uh, conversations on this very podcast about um, the, the accompaniment of mealtimes <laughs> with ejaculate, I believe. I don't think I have. It must no, be no, we have. I, uh, it must see, be your other, po- going must to be your other podcast. No, no, I remember for some reason. Oh, it was jerk chicken. Jerk chicken. That was ah, what it was. Remember? Yes. Well, that that's appropriate. What's what other question is? Anyway, pulled pork. So you want to get the pork, uh-huh. and you don't want to get one with loads of fat rolled into it. Like you get something awful like the co-op or Morrison's. Mm. Go to Sainsbury's or, 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 or don't go to Waitrose because you'd have to remortgage your house. But uh, for their their pork is so expensive. But if you go to Sainsbury's, get a good bit of pork, good joint, good shoulder joint. Or get to the butcher. Even better, go to the butcher. Good advice here for our Islamic and Jewish listeners. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then you you so, you want to cut into the into the the rind on top with a nice score it, and then rub salt into that, mm-hmm. and then you just put it in the oven at two hundred and twenty degrees for twenty minutes, and you turn that oven down to one hundred and sixty degrees, and then leave it for about six hours. Right. And it's phenomenal. It's make, phenomenal. Make gravy with the juices. And then uh, you're, you're be the happiest man you're, alive. You're salivating yourself. Well, I was belching myself into <laughs> excitement. There's the piranha gone down the wrong way. You just, <laughs> uh, you just belched up a bit of life force. <laughs> I, need, I need more piranha because I'm getting jolly hungry. <laughs> Your Ayurvedic life force bar is very low. There's, that, there's a lady who advocates uh, breatharianism. Mm-hmm. Um, and she insists Explain that to our listener what that is. Well, it's just where you believe that the, you don't need to eat food or water. You, believe, you merely absorb prana from the, from the air. It's sort of the life force, or it's sometimes figured force. as sunshine. It's believe prana, I think believe the where they've stolen prana from is from Hinduism. Yeah. Um, these silly billies, and it's uh, it's believed to be able to sustain you through uh, 
Whenever you, whenever you see these people interviewed, it always comes out, well, yes, but I do have the occasional sip of tea. Well, exactly. I just like the taste of it. And I had Sorry. a Big Mac. I, just I had a burger once but, a week. But that's just because I like the, the... It's just that I like the flavour, not to sustain me. I just, you know... And every time this woman tries to prove it, the doctors inter- intervene because she's about to die. <laughs> and she argues that they, are, you know, that they force her, they drip-feed her because she refuses yes. to eat. And then she's about to die, and then she says that if they hadn't done that, she would have been fine. Yes. And it's just if only doctors hadn't signed this, it's okay. a Hippocratic Oath, really. It's a, All right. It's a real shame. Yeah, go on, then. <laughs> have some more prana. Go on, prove it for, prove it for good. Have some more prana. Mm. Next mm. question. If you had a really stupid name, would you consider changing it? Yes. I, that's what surprises me, but you see people whose name is something like Dick Shoot Muck Vagina Hole. <laughs> Yes. Um, and you think you've deliberately it, gone into your adult oh, life it, with that name? Isn't Dick Shoot Vagina Hole in the Shadow Cabinet? <laughs> I think so. Yes. Shadow, Shadow Minister of Sport, I believe. <laughs> but just... There's some controversy over the Olympics. <laughs> that, that's probably why we lost the FIFA bid. That's that, what it was. They, they just couldn't bear to have to negotiate Did with Dick s- Shoot <laughs> Vagina Hole. <laughs> Did you see the Daily Mail's head, uh, explanation of why we lost the? Uh... The World we, Cup. Bit. Why did we? we lose, why, why we lost? No, did you see? No. But they showed. They got hold of the video uh-huh. that shows uh, the video we showed at the bid, yes. and it, it features barely a few seconds of Britain, uh-huh. but it obsesses with shots from around the world. Yeah. This desperate attempt at multiculturalism. I, I, hate exp- that, uh, I hate that around the world. <laughs> I know it's the World Cup. Don't you hate that around the world? <laughs> it's an awful place. Do you know what the worst thing about around the world is? Yes. All those foreigners that live there. Uh-huh. They move in. You're not listening. You're checking your phone. No, no, Stop no, it. It's, it's fine. I'm just Stop seeing it. if I've got any form springs, but I'll, leave, I'll let you continue yours. Around the world, yes. Around all the these awful world. I hate the world. I wish we didn't <laughs> have to have any dealings with it. <laughs> Johnny or be any part of it. Exactly. I think we should secede from the world. <laughs> we should. Just float off gently And we secede space. from world un- the world, the union of the world. <laughs> I hate having all these atoms joined together. Why can't we... Uh-huh. Why must we be collect- connected to the socialistic molecules? Why can't we just be atoms? We should all aspire to be argon. <laughs> argon? Why not helium? Hydrogen, even. Because helium and hydrogen, hydrogen. Are, Because they make you speak like, 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 like a woolly woofter. <laughs> argon is a manly, noble you should, gas. You really should work for the Daily Mail. Argon is a manly, noble gas. Noble gas! Good old British, <laughs> noble. The British gas! So they don't need anybody else, won't react to anybody else, <laughs> exactly. won't combine or get into any sort of union. Proper gas! <laughs> Proper gas. Yes. Okay. I think that answers that one. I think it does, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> no idea where, where we got to from there. Yeah. Um, oh, boring about their sex, who cares? Oh, no, go on, ask the boring <sighs> question. You have to. You're not given the option to skip. I tried playing the first Deus Ex game a few times, but the controls and visuals mm-hmm. are too... I don't approve of visuals. You mm-hmm. mean the visuals. The graphics. The sights mm. are too old to be enjoyable. Is it really worth forcing myself to play it all the way through? Well, no, it's not worth forcing uh, myself. No, you're not well, enjoying no, it, no, but it's very worth up playing. A point. I mean, is it, is it the same as when you try and watch old Laurel and Hardy comedies when you play old games? However much you enjoy them at the time, actually, you, you can't really enjoy them anymore. And unless you're in a slightly nostalgic, slightly ironic It really way. does depend upon the game. Sometimes the graphics can be so bad that, that it, it hinders your... Oh my goodness, he's sucking a tea bag. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. It's, it's very off-putting, Nick. Um, 
So, but the games like Deus Ex, actually, the graphics weren't good when it came out. Uh, so it, it, you just need to get over it. I think if you spend once you spend an hour playing the game, you're not going to notice the graphics anymore after that. So, oh my goodness, he's sucking a tea bag. This is so horrendous. All right, carry on. Would you rather, Nick? This is a question for you. Mm-hmm. It's actually for you, but fine. Actually, the, the question I should be reading next is definitely for you. The elements of style, important or constricting? They say constricting as if constriction is a bad thing. Mm. I think that we found out that when you are not constricted, you generally are bloated and problematic. As long as the... Const- you always call me bloated and problematic. Yes. As, as long as the constriction isn't absolute or terminal, I see no problem with constriction. No, you're right. And, you know, it, it's very good uh, to be constricted. And going back to computer games, I think that computer games were better when there were more constrictions. But that's my argument. Sorry, I'm boring you. <laughs> very much so with you. Oh, computer games were better when I was a child. They were, though. Computer games actually were better when I was but a child. But they're still making games exactly the same as those ones. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Tell me where today's Lemmings is. Uh, World of Goo is a couple of years old now, but World of Goo was very much today's Lemmings. It was a pale... You enjoyed World of Goo and it was better than Lemmings. It was a pale... How dare you say it was better than Lemmings? It was better than Lemmings. No, it wasn't. I genuinely believe it was. Even taking into account relative inflation, it wasn't. No, I really believe it was. I think Lemmings was was flawed in a number of ways. Right, now we've talked... Last week we talked about rape. Yes. And now you've dared to say that World of Goo was better than Lemmings. Uh-huh. Now let's see the post come in. Podcast go. at rumdoings.com. <laughs> Tell us how offensive John's been. Because I think John's actually been beyond the pale offensive there. Yeah. yeah. I've gone too far across the You line. have gone too far. Okay. You should play Geometry Wars. Why? Because it's, it's a Robotron-style game. It's a few years old now. It's, it's on PC. The PC version is dreadful. We'll play the 360 version. You've got a 360. Yes, you do have a 360. So get there Geometry Wars. There is a 360... In my vicinity. In your living room. I don't have a 360. <laughs> you're, you're, what's hers is yours and yours is hers, so you have a 360. 360. There you go. Carry on. Would you rather gain wings or gills? That's pretty obvious, isn't it? Well, I, th- I was going to say obviously wings, but then I was suddenly thinking about the, the pleasure of just... As long as I also gain the ability to withstand enormous amounts of pressure. Obviously wings. I don't swing. care. You can, do, although yeah. I mean, your, your altitude would be limited. But nevertheless, wings. But then, wings. We've explored up. We haven't explored down. So the potential down, to down and gets dark. Take a torch. Be fine. You can use scooter gear. Can I gear. develop gills and one of those anglerfish <laughs> lights that dangles over the front of my head? You, you can have. That would be good. No, because I'll tell you why not. When you when when you swim underwater, you can have scuba gear. Which is not particularly encumbering, and it's almost as if you can breathe underwater. Yes. Whereas, whereas yes. there's no equivalent, there's no for, equivalent flight, for flying. That's a know. good argument, so, yes. Sorry, your little cute argument <laughs> question <laughs> there has been screwed through its own... What? Never mind. Carry on. Gill hole. Gill hole. <laughs> Gill slit. If you joined the circus... <laughs> these people, this is the questions I get asked. It's brilliant. If you joined the circus, what act would you most want to perform? Then a very excited smiley face with crossed eyes and a big smiley well, with you, D of a mouth. Fellatio, wouldn't it? <laughs> I would just act of give faith. people blowjobs <laughs> in the circus. <laughs> the ringmaster. Would I fellate the ringmaster or the audience? The ringmaster. The ringmaster. <laughs> I'm the, the master of the ring. For the pleasure of the boys and girls in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> what did you I am the ringmaster. <laughs> I just thought, 
the way you what act would you perform? Oh, it, just, it just seems a, so an act that. upon their person. I understand. It just that. immediately thought, well, there's any other picture of this. Yeah. No, fair enough. The girls would be left out, though. I feel like I could juggle. Because I can't juggle. I can juggle fire. Mm-hmm. I can juggle balls and hoops and... And responsibilities. No! <laughs> doesn't really work, does it? It's Zoigma. I don't understand what that is. <coughs> yes, you do. It is Zoigma. What's you Zoigma? Say, I juggle balls and responsibilities. That's Zoigma. I, and tell me about juggle. That's Zoigma. Do you, you know, we've talked about Zoigma what? before. No, I don't think we have. Lytotes. Nope. Yes, we have. Maybe you talked about it and I didn't listen. <laughs> Probably right. Zoigma, zoigma is where you take um, two objects to your verb, right. one of which is literal and the other which is figurative. So okay. when I say you juggle balls and responsibilities... That's someone to know um, about the juggling he, you're talking he, about. He, he wore a coat, a beard and a hangdog expression. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you want to know about juggling? Yes, please. That would combine my my proposed act with your proposed act. Oh yes, <laughs> juggling. <laughs> <coughs> Sounds like you've been juggling recently. Maybe you need to rinse. Um, okay, what's the next question? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. juggling balls. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's what I was thinking. Juggling. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I should scroll up. You will. Two, three questions in one. Oh dear, is that allowed? No. Okay, well we'll try it anyway. What profession do you most and least admire? Is that that's answer literally again? What do you most and least admire? Which profession? <laughs> what most most what do, do I you most... most and least admire? It which one? <sighs> oh, fire doctor. <laughs> See, go on. Why do you most and least admire uh, doctors? Because I, I I detest GPs a lot, but mm-hmm. proper doctors I really admire. So the whole of doctorhood, I suppose, I most and least admire. I mean, obviously, the real answer is the more what what do we least admire? Yeah, I know, uh, but I wonder uh, bankers, uh, executioners, hangmen. You most admire hangmen. At least in a sense, oh. I suppose one would most. I mean, imagine being happy and able to yes, do that it's job. Extraordinary. It's sort of an admirable, admirable something or other. So I think no, I would say firemen to answer the the, the we question. We don't need together. as many firemen as we have in this country. Well, no, don't and really tend to have that many fires. And I respect, I greatly respect the that they what they do is brave and dangerous. Yes, but at the same time they're pricks. Mm. So it's a it's a tough one, isn't it? They 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 act in the most horrendous way toward each other. Yes, um, it's a nasty little fraternal organisation. I don't think it's racist. Sexist, though. but it, well, I don't know about sexism. I think it's changing a lot. But it's a very kind of fraternal. Pedophilic. No. Um, but it's very aggressive and very strange. This whole kind of attitude of firemen I find quite off-putting. Mm. And yet at the same time they do something I'd never dare do. Fire. Although that's not true. I walked into a burning building. Did you? I've told this, I'm sure I've told this story yeah. before. In Chicago, I was in, staying with friends in Chicago and we were watching the local news mm-hmm. and um, there was a story about a fire and those are watching it, Kim said to Nick, um, <clears throat> isn't that uh, your friend's building? And he's like, Oh, it is. And so we got on the phone and there's some friends of his ran a recording studio there. And their recording studio was designed to have equipment so bands who couldn't afford their own equipment could come and use their studio and record cheaply to create their own uh, demo discs and stuff. It was a really nice project they were running. What was it called? I do not remember. It wasn't called Tiny Telephone. No. That's the only studio I know in... um in San Francisco but it's in Chicago yeah. so close uh, and so we saw this and so we got in the cars they said they needed some help so we went down the fire had been put out um, so when you say you walked oh no wait just, you just you, walked you just wait sunny Jim unburning <laughs> the fire was, was allegedly put out 
And we oh. were told that we could their, their equipment was on the fourth floor. We were told you can't don't go out on the third floor because it isn't there anymore. But the fourth floor seems solid. It does seem strange that you would even be allowed. Well, to we do technically that. weren't. The fire marshal was there, and he said, "I can't let you in." Oh no, sorry. The fire the fire crew were there saying, "We can't let you in," but. Officially, when the fire marshal arrives, he will rule this building as dangerous and no one will be allowed in there. So if you go in now before he gets here, then no one's doing anything wrong. So we all snuck into it and we ran up, odd, ran up these dangerous. wooden stairs that had somehow escaped the fire. Um, <laughs> or, or so you'd hoped, yes. Yes, and we get to the third floor and it was, you just looked through the doorway to the third floor and it was just empty. It was just this big gutted floor completely missing. I can't believe you're allowed to go up in a building. That's like why it's so exciting. I would have had him arrested. So we went up to the fourth floor, which was quite solid, although a little nerve wracking to walk across. Um, and we were just grabbing any equipment we could and carrying <coughs> it down the steps and all these amps and because most, most things were wet or charred. So no, was, no, no, a lot of it seemed very salvageable. A lot of the amps seemed in fine condition. Uh, and then Kim was in one particular room and she saw a light on the ceiling and looked up and there was a little fire burning in the rafters. And where the wind had blown in through the, the missing the, the windows that had all exploded out, mm-hmm. it was relighting all the very warm embers, little wisps oh, of smoke all over the place. Well, just tiny little things. So we recalled the fire brigade to get them back down again. Mm. Um, uh, so, of course, we would, not, we would all be evacuated at that point. And so you know what to do in the event of a fire is you, you uh, grab the heaviest thing you can find and carry it down with you. That's what, yes. I say. That's what we said. Right, everyone, we need to get out. No one can stay in anymore. So my job was running up and down telling everyone that the building was on fire. We had to leave. And then we all just grabbed the heaviest thing we could find and carried it down with us as, as we left. <laughs> of course, that's It was great. Kim was uh, six, seven months pregnant at the time. <laughs> oh, dear. You bunch of... But she went with her camera, that's why she went idiots. to take photographs. Cause yes, she, and she got some lovely photographs of it. Some really good photos. ones. Yeah, it was a really exciting day. Mm. And we helped the rescue lot of the thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment, so... Surely they were insured. I would hope so, but it makes so life you, a lot so easier. So you didn't need to do anything, really? I don't know. No. So and your day know. was meaningless? No, it wasn't. We got to a very exciting day of exploring a burned-up building, when you are, When you, when you uh, enter a hotel room... <laughs> Sorry about the sniffing, by the way. Stop it. When you enter a hotel room and you see the little sign on the back of the door telling you where your fire exit mm-hmm. is, do you actually take Heaton's? Um, no, I don't think so. Victoria's sister puts uh, a warm coat in her shoes by the door and actually walks out the path to the um, fire exit before she. It goes sounds. To bed. I want to mock her inst- instinctively, but actually she's pretty quite. She'll wise be to the do one it. who probably. Survives. She'll be the one who lives. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you'll be all dead. I did stay in the hotel uh, where the fire alarm went off at three in the morning once. Yes, I remember. You do? Oh, were you there too? Yes, I was there too. Oh, where was this? It was in Edinburgh. So it was, yes, of course. It was was the week before my wedding. That's right, it was your statue again. No, I just don't... (laughs) You are so It's not senile, I remember it happening. I remember remember being in a hotel one day. I don't remember the context. I was was there with you. I don't remember... I never remember who I go to see films at the cinema with either. Does this seem... My brain doesn't seem... Your brain doesn't seem to work. Doesn't seem to find this information important. So I remember that I was... Some people went out in their pyjamas, didn't they? Yes, or like, very little, yeah. Yes, it was quite a strange event. It was a strange event. And all it was was a skip next to the hotel and caught fire. Yes. See, I remember it in quite such quite some detail. Just a little prompting to... Just a little prompting. Yes, to, that's right. To, to refire. That was at your stag weekend. Don't say stag. I know. What was it? it was pre-wedding jaunt. That's pre-wedding what jaunt. Wasn't stag, yes, exactly. Yes. Next, next question, Next please. question. Um, well, he continues. Uh, and what profession would you most like to enter other than the one you do or for which you are studying? Does he know me? <laughs> no, this is one of those anonymous... I think I got the same question, I think, as well. Oh, really? Just, 
They, they spam you with their questions. No, they I don't are. think so. Someone called Brum Plum, who I think I've had contact Oh, yes, yes, yeah, no, I know Brum Plum. Yes, he's, he's a friend, but he clearly... Yes. But I think he, he creates questions for all the people whom he follows. Oh, okay. Uh, is there anything that can possibly go right? Okay, well, what is the, what is the uh, profession you'd like to enter? The, you'd like to be uh, a Jesus man, I would have thought. A Jesus man? What would that entail? Telling people Being a about rabbi. Jesus... No, you'd be a Jesus man, sort of... Jesus oh, man! <laughs> oh, Jesus is a good bloke, and let's sing a song. One of the <laughs> you think, uh, well, I've done quite vicar. a lot of that. Yeah, I, don't that to, I don't want to be a vicar, no. You'd like to be a, a priest? No. You would? <laughs> no, not even for the uh, the uh, job <laughs> benefits that come with it. So what then? Um, I, well, uh, my ideal profession would be comedy writer, so writing radio comedy would be, be my dream, I guess. Well, you wouldn't get money for radio comedy. What about tele- tele-comedy? You get a small amount of money for it. You get enough money, you just don't, make, you don't get rich. What about tele-comedy? It's less, it less interests me. Hmm. But I'd be happy to write sketches and stuff. What so about forth. editing a radio program? A script editing, I'd script love editing. to do. I'd really because I love script editing. Yes. And I think I'd be quite good at that. Okay, That's so you want to be a script job. editor for radio? That's not part. my no, script editor. It, it wouldn't be my dream. It'd be a job that I'd be happy doing. Continuity announcer? No, I don't think so. We we had we were looking at some. Oh, don't do it! Whatever you do, don't do this. There's a there's a web page. There's a radio four web page where you can see the photograph of all the announcers. Oh, it's it's. It's traumatising, that's what it is. No one looks right. Charlotte Green. Charlotte Green doesn't look like that. (laughs) That's not Charlotte Green. Charlotte Green is a very foxy milf in my head, and that's how she's staying. Uh, She should not look like um, (laughs) Victoria Wood's less attractive sister. (laughs) It's not there, but it's true. I love Charlotte Green. I think she's the most wonderful voice. It's just that she should should divorce her voice from her body. Exactly. I'm not having any more to do with this baggage. Some people pleased me with their visage. There were some who were, who were just very appropriate. Yes. Um, there was a very good um, Fiona or, or some such, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a bit hard. Living. And I already knew what Peter Blind looked like. I and saw him on the TV yesterday trying to ski. That's <laughs> <laughs> a true story. <laughs> Did somebody give a little, little shove? <laughs> It was, I didn't actually say we were flicking through channels and I just for a moment saw I think he's uh, too fat to ski I think he just he sinks, was, sinks, into, <laughs> sink into the he snow. was not that fat he was wearing a jacket which said on the back blind skier <laughs> fluorescent jacket so everyone else knew you go beep 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 <laughs> and, yeah. and how did he ski I, he, well all we saw I only saw a few seconds of this but he was having trouble standing up he kept going whoa, whoa, and the guy kept catching him and uprighting him again well, that's a problem. I would imagine it's very difficult to stand on skis when you have no sight. It's very bad shoot. It's not that easy to stand on skis Probably anyway. Probably not. not. Oh, dear. So I don't imagine you necessarily need to go skiing if you're blind. I, Probably seems like something I, you want to avoid doing. I have perfectly good eyesight. Mm-hmm. I've done, yes. And I will not ski. I have mediocre eyesight and I choose not to ski. So it just seems very, very dangerous for a little result. Yes, and also costly. Yes. Very expensive. I should much rather have a snowball fight. Oh, I had a snowball fight with my niece and nephew the other week. That's a lot of fun. Really? Yes. I think it's a bit cold and wet. I she that well the thing is when you're having a snowball fight with a two year old and a four year old you can't actually throw the snowballs at them with any no. force or aim for any part of them where they get cold. No. So you're just kind of hitting him on the coat. But the, the glee and the joy and then he would hit me smack right in the face. He got snow up my nose and in my mouth. Really spectacular attacks from this four year old. Um, Victoria's dad has a dog called Molly, mm-hmm. a greedy Labrador. Right. Of course, if you throw any treats to a Labrador, they'll grab it immediately. They love food, which is why it doesn't 
often happened because I was mm-hmm. like, terribly fat. Yes. So when it's snowing and you throw snowballs, she <laughs> loves catching the snowballs in her mouth and eating them. Yes. So what we do is we basically create uh, human cannons of snowballs. It's going... <laughs> and the dog just swallows each one. Like, <laughs> and you can sort of machine gun snowballs into her mouth. And she it's like, oh, I get to eat this lovely treat and there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> Stupid dog. So yes, do do play snowball fights. Do do play snowball fights with a with a Labrador. Um, it's the most entertaining thing one can do in snow. Absolutely, there you go. That's, okay. that's, that's a true thing. It is. Um, what's the worst thing the Lib Dems have done? I would say the worst thing the Lib Dems have done was about eight, six, seven years ago when they abolished their plan to add a penny on income tax. I think that was worse than even what they've done thus far. I think that was the. That was the worst decision they made because it just it meant they. That was when they stopped being the Liberal Democrats and became any other party. I think the worst thing that they did for their well, there there are two ways of looking at it. There is worst for the Liberal Democrats and yes, worst as the, the Liberal Democrats. Yes, yes. The worst thing they did for the Liberal Democrats was enter such a binding coalition with the Conservative Party because they've destroyed themselves as a party. Of course, yes. Um, uh, it does surprise me that Clegg hasn't realised this. I, I actually don't think... He, he must have realised. I, I can't imagine that he hasn't, but I wanted to see if he's realised it to the degree that he has actually destroyed the party. And it's not just going to be... I think what they're hoping is that if the economy goes OK in the next three or four years, oh, all right, then mm-hmm. everybody will say. They won't. Because even if things turn out more benign than people are expecting them to turn out they still have told such incredibly obvious lies, such yes. that any statement they utter before any further election... Labour, of course, now, said that they wouldn't charge tuition fees in their pre-election promises the, the, in ninety-seven, and then immediately but added there, tuition there, fees. No, but there's something... But there's something worse about the way the Lib Dems Well, the Liberal Democrats have, have made that their central plan. Yes, yes. And also, uh, and this is very important, it was a very specific sort of very loudly made promise. <coughs> it wasn't just a, here's one thing in the yes. manifesto, and yeah. oh, what a shame. And then they signed some pledges. Many with big photo opportunities. Yeah. And, and, and that's not to say I wasn't annoyed with the Labour Party either. I think it was well, ridiculously no, that, disgusting. Is, I think people have forgotten, actually, yes. how angry everyone was, because they got in on, they, they, they turned their, their massive win in 97, <clears throat> was in a huge part due to the students turning from the Lib Dems to Labour, mm. because of the promises they were making. And then when they betrayed the students, there was a massive backlash yes. against them. And everyone has forgotten that, rather than yeah. there being a different reaction this time. Now, the, Labour, the thing about the Labour Party is that they had, and nevertheless had, a certain strong embedded set of supporters. Um, and they also had, they have a certain identity, even though they changed dramatically into new Labour, there was a certain cultural identity that they had, and they, you know, right. traditions for voting for them. So they were fairly, they could survive that. Mm-hmm. And they will survive that. Liberal Democrats, on, on the other hand, the Liberal Party has, been in, a crisis, in the, has been in a crisis since the beginning of the 20th century. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, the, the Strange Death of Liberal England is an interesting mm. uh, book you should read. Oh, yeah. and, and basically, they have been an endangered species for so long now that they were turning into effectively... Um, a protest group, um, which is fine, but if you're going to convert your protest group into an effective uh, political party that has executive power, then you can't immediately um, stab everybody who supported you very loyally for the last hundred years when nobody else has in the back, because there isn't anybody else to fall back on. No. Those are all... Well, their opinion polls are down to 4% now. I mean, it's incredible. Depending who you ask, between 4 and and 15%, I think... Um, 
and I think that even that might be a bit wishful because yeah. the problem is that uh, that probably overstates what they will win because of course of, of because of first past the post in those area usually the Liberal Democrats are just edging out the mm-hmm. Conservatives. Yes, yes. But in, the, in, my, in this area, in fact, yeah. that was the so, case. Yeah. So there only needs to be a very small percentage change in most cases yeah. for the Conservatives to take their seats, which means that next time around... It will be a landslide. Yeah, and there will be... And there will be, be no need three, for a coalition, yes. There will be three or four Liberals left. There will be no coalition. And then the Lib Dems will have nothing. It's, but have to nothing. not have... The, do you think their their thinking is... Because, you know, my thought is, if I don't vote for the Liberal Democrats, then who do I vote for? I mean, do you think they're relying on people just not knowing where else to turn? They're relying on two things. They're relying on that, and they're also relying on amnesia. Yes. They're thinking that if things turn out okay in the next three years... Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that guy's a good bloke, he sailed us through this. Yeah. Just give him another go. But <laughs> And usually I would agree with people who think that. This time, I think, however... It's been too symbolically strong. Sometimes parties do things, very specific things, which then turn into these kind of massive cultural archetypes which you can't, from which you can't escape. John Major did that on Black Wednesday. And to an extent, yes. um, Blair did that with the Iraq War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are certain things that doesn't matter how much else goes right, the public won't actually let you escape. They won't forget. And people won't forget, even if those people who hate students... And there are plenty of people who hate yes. students. They won't forget the betrayal because mm-hmm. there is something about kicking students in the nuts, which are, which a lot of Tories like. There is something, however, about seeing somebody sign a specific pledge, yes, and then turn their back. That's not cricket. <laughs> Whichever side you're on, that's yes, not cricket. That's, that's not something a gentleman does. Yeah, that's not mm-hmm. something a gentleman does. They've acted ungentlemanly. They've acted like cads and swines. And there's a reasonable chance the party will splinter anyway. I think there's the party was there's the Orange Book liberals who are the Cleggs and that who are basically liberal only in an economic sense. Yeah. And uh, well, liberal in an economic sense, a nineteenth century economic laissez-faire, um, screw the poor, everybody do what they want sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and effectively, Thatcher was a liberal to that degree, and so right. they will just merge with the, with that side of the Tory party, perhaps be a little bit libertarian as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there will be the the wet liberals who will probably. <laughs> rejoin the Labour Party, I would imagine, and yes, try and maybe. push the Labour Party back into that direction. Uh, that seems the most sensible thing. If that's what we need to do, is push the Labour, Labour Party left. Uh, push the Labour Party left. Uh, my friend Stu has an argument that we should all join the Conservative Party and push it right to, well, that, force, the, to, to force Labour to react against Well, that seems to be an interesting yes. argument. Yeah. Although, if everybody, if, if enough people join the Conservative Party, then they could just force it left. <laughs> that would be quite entertaining be quite, as well. Quite amusing. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. I mean, they're, they're probably ripe for the hijacking of these parties, but mm-hmm. don't take that as any guarantee because, of course, parties will ignore their membership. Yes. As indeed the Liberal Democrats are ignoring Very the membership so. right now. The vote has been has been ignored, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the vote for to ignore the to, to to sorry to vote against tuition fees has been ignored, uh, which is what the party voted for. Yep. Uh, but the the parliament parliamentary parties ignored that, so you know the Conservative Party is quite able to do that as well. Absolutely, it's time to stop, Nick. What's the time? How many how many minutes have we got? Forty three. I think we have one more question to go. No, we don't. Forty three minutes is when we stop because we were, uh, otherwise we won't have room for adverts when we go into the American version. Oh yeah, we have we got to, it have to be oh, an hour long. I always forget about syndication. Exactly. And the sting and news across this news and weather. That's true. <laughs> 
So don't forget to join us for after the break for news yes. and weather, and, yes. and Nick will be here with a selection of some of the best pop hits of the 1970s and 80s. See you later on. Bye. Bye.